So this is episode 53. As we stated last episode. Oh, hold on. Who are we? Oh, yeah. Dang. That's a good start. Just going to hit my <laughs> head on the mic. Okay. Well, this is this is not how I wanted to start. Not start the new year like this. The new year. Well, this is the Just Jiu-Jitsu podcast. I'm Andrew Desimone with... Croyler Gracie. And this is episode 53. If we were, were a year old right now yeah we are over a year old if we were a baby if we were a human we would still be shitting ourselves yeah crawling drooling so you know what maybe it's maybe it's not that bad that i forgot that because it's that bad though because we're not toddlers (laughs) yeah well i think actually i think 12 months kids start to walk at that age so uh by i promise you guys by year year two i will definitely be introducing us and having more of a solid of a format we had some good feedback on the last episode people liked people liked some of the scenarios they liked some of the the questions i asked they they gave you some kudos on being able to answer answer the question not the questions i asked you the three questions you got one of the three you got the geklar right they were they were happy that you could do that. Wow. Now you do have that one pass, so just remember. <laughs> You're gonna make me burn it today, aren't you? No. <laughs> I see it I already. Make, no, I, won't, I won't make you burn it. <laughs> you could if you wanted to, or you could save it for a rainy day when you're just not feeling that right. I'll, that creative. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. All right, well, today is going to be a listener email episode. We've got some emails kind of backlogged, and it would be a good time to go through those because people ask, they ask, you know, good questions. Yeah, yeah, we have, we have intelligent questions. We should call this the listener email slash Croiler roast, where you just roast <laughs> I don't people. purposely roast people. <laughs> my, <laughs> my dad, he, he, he goes... <laughs> He goes, you know, you, you better, you guys better be careful. You may lose some listeners. I go, what do you mean? He goes, on those emails, his curler can be rough sometimes. <laughs> I said, you know, I think people know that when they email in, but just so you know, that's, that's his version of nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being very nice. You guys get the worst end of it. <laughs> I know. Before I hit record, Croiler's just screaming at me the whole time. And as soon as I hit stop, he just screams more. Yeah. We've had the cops called a couple times here to my house just while doing this podcast. <laughs> well, but that's because the uh, the elderly white neighbors see a, a, a Brazilian walking yeah, into the house. Yeah, I'm like the darkest thing they've seen in years. Yeah, like, Myrtle, call the police. Okay, our first listener email. Oh, I forgot to open up the mailbag. Here we go. Another listener email. We have a drum line today. Did you like the percussion today? Yeah, it was uh, it was impressive. I don't know if I... I mean, that's the best thing I can say. <laughs> Good way to start us off here. I mean, I was fine with you skipping that part. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're going to start off with our first one. It is from Kathleen. Hmm. Kathleen says, hello. I've been enjoying the podcast. I look forward to each new episode. I'm a four-stripe white belt, so I'm pretty new. I hope you can give me some guidance on how to learn from each role. And this was in response to our learning strategies Mm -hmm. episode that we did. She says, many times, especially when rolling with a higher belt, I can't remember details afterwards. I focus too much on what they're doing. 
I know I have, and then in parentheses, I know I have to be aware of what they're doing to be able to react to them. Then my offense is pretty weak, and I'm really just defending myself in survival mode. But I want to be able to see all that they're doing. I want to be aggressive enough, and I want to look back at the role and realize what I did wrong so that I can learn from my mistakes or to remember what I did right so I can keep doing that. I want to see and understand what they're doing and how they're doing it so that I could maybe learn from them. But when my coach calls time, I usually can't remember much except for the end of the role. So. Oh, am I, is this done? Well, the last part just kind of touches on that. It said, uh, it's hard to find words to describe what she's hoping to be able to do. Maybe it's just more mat time or maybe there aren't any strategies to help her. But she just wanted to ask. Oh, and the best part of the email it says, P.S., Thanks for sending my husband Craig the Croy the ringtone a few months back. So, and he, there was a guy who emailed and asked for that, and I sent it to him. She said, "Now every time he gets a text, I hear Croyler's laugh. It usually scares the hell out of me when I walk into an empty room, and all of a sudden I hear that laugh bellowing. That that right there. That's funny. Can you imagine at night just hearing that in the living room? I, I mean, I laugh like that all the time. I don't, you know. <laughs> you you just at like home at night." And you just watch a scary movie, and then your husband leaves his phone in the like the bathroom, and you just hear. Is that what I sound like? That's that's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Kathleen, first thing is, um, it's the right mentality like trying to learn asking the questions and how can I learn better and all that so that that's 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 cool that you're already there instead of a purple or brown belt asking yourself the same thing the 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 problem is everything I'm about to describe to you like you need to have good team and a good training partner and a good environment to do that in you know to me if you can't remember your role or a sparring session or whatever you guys call it, your school, um, from start to end, then you're going too fast. You know, people are like, well, but the black belts are so fast. Yeah, the black belts' brains, when it comes to, to jujitsu, fires off at a much faster pace because they have more experience, they have more awareness, they, they've done it a lot more. So their ability to recall and apply is of course gonna be far faster. I mean, I'm talking about the, the mental speed, not the physical speed. So what happens with white belts is <clears throat> they see the upper belts moving faster than they do, and they think that they, sh- they too should move faster. But you know, if you can't remember a role by the time you're done with it, it means you moved too fast for your brain to keep up. You know, it's like running with blindfolds. You can run super fast, but <laughs> you're just gonna trip and make a fool of yourself. You know, you're better off slowing down to a pace that you can still do jujitsu, you can still train, but you can remember everything that happened at the end of the roll. So does she tell her partners, I wanna roll, but I just wanna kinda go slowly through this? Well, but that that's where like, I mean, she could, tell them that but doesn't mean have to listen you know that's where like having a good team and good teammates a healthy environment that will allow for that i mean she could try to do that all day if if her coach or her teammates are trying to do you know a as many taps as they can get in a role you know she she won't be able to do anything it won't help her um that's why like at our school white belts don't go with other white belts they only go with color belts because the color belts can slow it down enough 
that can slow down the white belts enough that they're forced to see the things that are happening. And then when you see the same blue belts in the color belt class, they go much faster because they can, their brain can keep up a little bit better. Is it pretty normal in schools to separate white, white belts and color belts? No, I, uh, there's a, a black belt. His name is Keith Owen. He's under Pedro Sauer. Um, Pedro Sauer, yeah. who liked our podcast. Oh, did he really? He did, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so so Keith Owen, I've actually haven't met him in person. We've talked quite a bit um, over the last few years on on Facebook, and um, and it's funny because he posted something I don't know maybe about a year ago or a year and a half ago. He's like, I've separated my whites and blues. My white belts can only roll with color belts. He's like, rate of injury dropped significantly mm-hmm. and everybody's like oh my god that's a brilliant idea and and i i commented as like i've been doing it for for years but <laughs> you're that guy i'm that guy yeah <laughs> i was doing it before it was cool just yeah so you guys yeah it. right right all the cool kids were doing it when i was doing it now so the 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 point though is like not all schools are big enough to do that not all schools have a healthy enough mindset to allow for that to happen you know imagine if you know, we have a crappy attitude in our school and I paired the blue belts with the white belts. The blue belts are going to just beat the tar out of the white belts and (coughs) nobody gets better, you know? So you have to have the right environment that the blue belts feel comfortable enough making themselves vulnerable and slowing down enough and not taking advantage of the easy, you know, low hanging fruit when they're rolling with the, with the white belts, allow the white belts to move and do certain things. So like it has to be healthy, you know? And, And I don't think, you know, a lot of the schools are that way, or at least not to the extent that they should be. So, um, so you have to also have the mindset as the person who's trying to slow down and absorb this, you're going to have to sacrifice. If your partner isn't great at going slowly with you, you're just going to have to be okay then with going slower and just getting beat or right. tapped more often. Right. And, and it's okay. That, that's so an, an okay thing to happen. Like, you know, people are always thinking, oh, if I tap a lot, it means I'm not getting better or that I suck or, or whatever. But the reality is, um, imagine this, imagine we're rolling, you arm bar me, I can't get out of the arm bar, but I am just big enough and strong enough to just not tap. So you yank on my arm, I hold on. You yank on my arm and I hold on. I'm not good enough to escape and you just aren't good enough to finish me. Round goes for 10 minutes. We're still mated for nine minutes. Would you learn out of that? Absolutely nothing. No, only that I, I don't know how to get arm bars on strong people. Right. And I learned that, you know, if I just hold on, I won't lose to Andrew. Well, that's all great and good or or I could tap to you because it means nothing to me and then we can roll again we have nine minutes left mm-hmm. and we can get into some different positions you know and then if you find it not the same arm bar again now I know that it wasn't luck right there was a weakness there that I need to fix Right. Or maybe I see that armbar coming now and I can defend it. And then you get to learn how to counter my counter. Yeah. Right. And it allows for the healthy exchange. But again, you have to have a healthy environment, healthy, you know, like environment for the students to thrive. So be okay to 
ta- be okay with tapping and putting yourself in those positions. Yeah, why why not have more fun? You well, know? I mean, at our school, you have it, it's kind of hard because you have the rule of if you tap more than five times in a week, you can't come to class for a week. I don't. I don't. Have so you that penalize. Yeah, you, you penalize us so we we can't come to the gym if we're tapping more I, than five times. I, I, I don't have that rule. <laughs> huh? Yeah. That's right. You take you take a stripe from our belts. I, I don't do that either. No, you. What is it? You you double our monthly fees. I I, I should. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. No. It's just one of those things where, for for growth, you got to have a healthy environment. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. The other thing that that she can do is not focus on becoming so like let's say her partners or her team or you know the school just doesn't cooperate and she she wants to develop that you know awareness then she should focus on becoming aware in a particular position so you know she can grapple as hard as she wants and let's say she wants to become aware in half guard when she gets to half guard she should slow down the pace to the best as best she can and just focus on becoming aware in half guard and then she can become very proficient at half guard that way or very aware of half guard that way and then once she does that she can move on to a different position and then build up to becoming aware everywhere i like the idea i think that could work for a lot of people if if they're just struggling to slow their rolls down because when you yeah. when you're new when someone says slow the roll down it, you sometimes get that feeling of i can't i can't control the tempo of this like right. it, and, and and that that second method will work even if your partner isn't cooperating you know you you can not focus on the entire role i mean you're a yeah. white belt you don't know anything but you can focus on particular aspects i think that would work for white belts and i think even that could work for me because a lot of times i just have a terrible memory and so i may finish a role and forget more than i'm i'd like to say so focusing on particular spots especially ones that i know i usually struggle in all right moving on to our next email this one is from thomas thomas says my question is that when my question is that when i watched the early ufc's I saw that jiu-jitsu clearly won against every other art in the octagon, but now it seems like it's less common for a strong jiu-jitsu competitor to become a UFC championship champion by submission. Why do you think that is, or do you think jiu-jitsu is winning in the UFC as much as ever? He goes on to say, Chael Sonnen says he believes that the UFC is more of a cage-fighting event than a martial art event, meaning that winning in the cage is more reliant on one's toughness than one's technical skills. In his words, toughness and grit weighs out technique which i'm sure you love that quote i think you've said that a couple times i've never said that <laughs> i don't know who thomas is but if you're taking advice from chael son there's already problems <laughs> oh god so um, he, he said yeah therefore jujitsu guys and this is according to son and therefore jujitsu guys don't win as often because it's more of a toughness fight than a technical fight i don't think that's accurate um he mentions ryan young and black belt black belt under Dave Karma says on his YouTube channel that jiu-jitsu fighters don't win enough in MMA because they try to mix Gracie jiu-jitsu with other arts that actually wind up causing more problems for the fighter. He thinks jiu-jitsu is a whole system and should be taught as such, and the coach shouldn't try to combine it with other martial arts to make it more relevant for the cage. That's kind of not so cool either. Yeah, and he said there's a quote, I guess. I, I don't know who that's from. Maybe that Ryan Young. If Hickson does it, we do it. If Hickson doesn't do it, we don't do it. We're just trying to stay within the system. We're not trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah, that's kind of weird. 
the quote is a little little like cult-like it's very cool <laughs> it's like yeah so kind of some circular reasoning but <laughs> but uh yeah so what do you think about the first part of that where okay. you, don't, you don't see the small jujitsu guy come out as so, much and so statistically speaking um at least as of i think two or three years ago the last time i looked at it um submissions and tkos and knockouts were roughly equal in in the ufc um so it's not that they're winning more or less for that matter what i think is misunderstood is um the jujitsu purist doesn't fare as well as he used to that is true yeah and as far as the those numbers being even i i also if you would have asked me i would have guessed that submission submissions would be far less than knockouts but that could be as i think about it because in the early ufc the jiu-jitsu guy was so well but you gotta keep in mind that there's it's an exponential growth there's far more ufcs in the last five years than in the previous 10 so the number won't offset that far i mean there's a ufc like every weekend the past three weeks (laughs) Where in the first three it was once a year, <laughs> mm-hmm. so um, no. So that the first thing is yes, the jiu-jitsu purist doesn't win as well, doesn't win as much anymore. So so the the deal is, the pure muay thai guy or the pure boxer or the pure wrestler, they don't win anymore either, right? Um, the person that performs best in whether it's the ufc or belt or or any cage fighting circuit um is a person that has jujitsu blended with another martial art Uh, anderson silva who was probably one of the best strikers ever to fight professionally um was a black belt in jujitsu very capable of using jujitsu when he got to the ground saved his life against chael sonnen a couple times Mm -hmm. saved his life against uh was it travis something anyways um so um you look at guys like um jose aldo who was known for his kicking he's got incredible jiu-jitsu you just don't see it jose aldo is so good at jiu-jitsu that he even competes in, ju- in gi jiu-jitsu tournaments you know did most of his fighting career too um so it's not that jiu-jitsu guys aren't doing well is that everybody knows it you know for you to be relevant in professional fighting you have to have at least a mediocre purple belt level of jiu-jitsu as opposed to 10 plus years ago where you you didn't know anything yeah guy comes in and says i i'm a kickboxer right i'm not even gonna try jiu-jitsu right so if if i have two purple belts fighting uh what was the fight colvington versus usman two high-level wrestlers um was the worst fight in the world. It was the most boring thing ever. It was two wrestlers who don't know how to strike punching each other for five rounds because they nullified their wrestling ability, nullified each other's, like, you know, their, their wrestling skills nullified each other's. Yeah, you wouldn't watch that and say, wrestling's useless in the US. Right. They just, they couldn't start. So if I get two purple belts, which the reality is even all the black belts in the UFC, the vast majority of, of said black belts are really purple belt, black, you know, purple belt level guys. You put two purple belts to, to grapple each other that are roughly the same level. 
stalemate. It's super boring to watch. <laughs> you know, hell, you put two world class black belts to fight. It's boring. <laughs> you know, I watch watch the the Mundiaos, the the World Tournament black belts, Ki or Nogi. It's super boring. Every once in a while, there's a huge mismatch, and that's fun. But generally speaking, it's a really boring match because their abilities nullify each other. So what the jujitsu guys have done is they've started to add other you know um, twists to their game whether it's muay thai or boxing wrestling whether it's you know whatever judo um, in order to give them an edge against their opponents they did that to get an edge the strikers have had to learn jujitsu to survive so there's a difference in mentality there so I don't know that the jiu-jitsu isn't as effective. I think it's 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 leveled the playing field so much that people are looking for other means of excelling. Yeah, and if just to show it's how crucial it still is, if you had a guy who came in and was a, a boxer and said, "Hey, you think I should like look at jiu-jitsu?" and you said, "No, don't worry about it. Just focus on boxing." They get killed. <laughs> then you would see quickly how there's still that huge disparity when someone knows jiu-jitsu and someone doesn't know it. Right. So you look at um, like Ed Ruth and Neiman, right? So to me, Neiman is one of the most well-rounded guys in, in MMA right now, um, and it's not because he's my cousin that I'm saying this. I, I really do think he's a great fighter, um, great wrestling, great jiu-jitsu. Has been doing boxing and Muay Thai for years now. Um, very well-rounded fights Ed Ruth, who everybody thought was going to be the better wrestler, right? Well, it turns out that Neiman took Ed Ruth down <laughs> pretty much every round at will. And Ed Ruth, this one of the best wrestlers of all time, just couldn't do a thing about it. Ed Ruth couldn't strike on his feet. He couldn't match striking for striking he was losing there. he couldn't match the groundwork to groundwork so the only thing he had was wrestling and neiman could at at worst neiman could match his level of wrestling and nullify ed ruth's ability so ed ruth was this purest wrestler that had no ability no way to do it, any of it do you know of any just purest jujitsu guys coming in there you see them oh it happens um ryan hall damian maya i mean they're purists at, at first you know they've changed but yeah in order for the if you look at where they start when they come in their first like mma fights they're very like weak in the striking area mm-hmm. and it's almost when you watch those fights you kind of like like, like but they win <laughs> they win but you're just sitting there like going oh they need everyone inevitably says he won but they gotta work on their striking or their their defense and so once those guys get that under their belt, then they're really dangerous. Well, I think if you want to be a world-class fighter, you you have to be well-rounded. If you're not, a, some people just have. Um, I think Firas um, Zahabi, I think that's how you say his name. He calls it like the touch of death. Some people just have it. You know, they they can throw this weird punch that should be no power, and they knock people out. Some people just have that. Others will never have that. But one thing that everybody can will always be able to have is the ability to choke or break somebody, you know, through jujitsu. So I think if you want to be a world class fighter, you have to know jujitsu. Anything else you learn on top of that, better. 
the better for you. You know, mm. if you if you take a jujitsu guy who can't take the fight to the ground, he's got no jujitsu. So learning wrestling betters his jujitsu. If he can learn to strike on his feet, then it betters his wrestling because it sets his wrestling up to so then he can use his jujitsu. You see what I'm saying? So like everything is is there, right? Um, and then as far as the the culty guys <coughs> quote and and all that, um, he is right that jujitsu is a complete system. Pause. Because it's a complete system against a lay man, somebody who doesn't know how to fight. Remember, jiu-jitsu was originally developed to fight people that didn't know how to fight and allowed the weaker, smaller person to overcome. And in doing so, the the basic front kicks you learn in jiu-jitsu, the basic double legs, the basic hip tosses, the that's all more than enough to deal with your average person. It is a complete system. But again, when you're fighting professionally, you're not fighting a lay person. You're fighting somebody who is trying to become an expert at all things fighting. Right. All right. Good question. On to the next one. Just don't listen to Chael Sonnen. That's like a horrible person to listen to. But anyways, that's your main, that's your, yeah, if I, you take nothing from that. No, I think less of him now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question here comes from Instagram. I don't have the guy's name. It's just autofiend is, is what his Instagram is. And he says his biggest issue is transitioning from the bottom. He's a heavy guy, about 5'9", 270. But when someone has side control, or S mount, he has a huge, he has a huge difficulty getting back to closed guard, and he knows that we did an episode about that. But is there anything in particular that could help, or something he could drill that would help him in this situation? So, okay, I mean, we've had some pretty big guys in our school. Mm-hmm. So, what what do you think we do for them? You have to create space. I mean, that's the first thing. His question is is. How do I know the difference between crushing them and controlling them? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, f- I'm assuming you're a white belt. Yeah, he is. Okay, so then he doesn't know the difference yet. So it's very hard to explain that to somebody who doesn't know what they're supposed to be learning, right? Um, so here's the deal: if if you just lay on somebody, if they also don't know anything you can hold them there just on sheer size. Just like if you're strong, you can pin somebody down even if you don't know how to pin somebody down, right? Um, But like you said, you're a pretty small guy, but very rarely are you stuck in bottom of side mount. Hmm. You always find a way out. So if if I lay on you with no technique, me being a bear guy, you're gonna find a way out and you're gonna make me pay for it. The difference between laying on somebody and applying pressure is that in applying pressure, the pressure should be so big that something will give, whether it's your body or your ability to move. You know, sometimes both. You know, you can break people's ribs, you can crush the, their insides. You know, they don't want to move or they can't move, um, regardless of what they know. So, if you're laying on somebody, they they can still find a way out. If you put pressure on somebody, they should want you to just move. That should be the only thing in their mind is like letting you do whatever you want them to do. But him as the big guy being down with someone in side control. Right. How is the big guy? For me, I say, well, just create space. And I don't have to create a ton of space 
mm-hmm. to capitalize on that. What do you do as a large guy who creates space where you're like, I, that's, I'm not creating enough space or I'm still ah, struggling? You just said it. I'm not creating enough space. Mm-hmm. So the big guy curse is they think that they're big. So generally speaking, when big guy gets in the bottom of the side, they tend to push the opponent away in order to create space. That's the most common response. But the reality is they have to think more like a little guy. What do you do in the bottom? Do you push me away or do you push yourself away? Yeah, I can't push you away. So uh-huh. I'm pushing and I push and I'm not thinking I'm going to push you away or me away. I just push. And 90% of the time that means I am pushed back. Right. But when you roll with other people your size, do you push them away or do you push yourself away? When they're my size, I push them away. No, usually. you don't. Yeah. Because I've seen you roll. No. Push them away. You push yourself away. <laughs> all, all the smaller people, men, women, children, whatever, they all push away from the person. They frame and then they move out. Uh, okay. You see? Damn. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Most big guys will not move themselves and they'll try to move the other person. And right. It's very hard to move somebody. It's always easier to move yourself. So the big guy curse is... I think I'm big, so I push. Where in reality, they should be moving like a little person, frame and back out, create distance that way. You know, because if you try to push somebody to create enough space and you're really, really long or really, really big, you have to push them really far. And that's a resisting force, right? Versus framing, which means that they can't chase you and then moving against air. You see what I'm saying? It's easier to back out into air than to push somebody to push against somebody's body. Mm-hmm. So, so your advice to him would be create space by pushing and by getting framing, yourself away. Framing, framing, and then, and then Don't backing push, away. Frame, right? Yeah, and 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 the best advice is to just quit rolling like a big guy, roll like a small guy. Watch what they do. They generally speaking, small people move better than big guys. Across the board, just about any sport. So for him, when he's sitting down in between roles, don't focus on the large guys. Go to the small guys and just see what they're doing. Absolutely. He's big. He's going to do big at jiu-jitsu no matter what. That's natural to him. He's got to learn what's not natural for him. Okay. That's good. All right. Well, we're going to close up the listener mailbox. Zip. Closed. That's kind of weird. I should have zipped it and then locked it. It's yeah, weird to lock it. That's what I, that's what I was thinking. The zipper at that point really serves no purpose no, of protection. <laughs> you lock it and then you just the it's zipper. Just for looks. It's just for looks. Yeah, it protects the locks from like rain and precipitation. Sure. Well, that's it for the episode. Um, we are, are finishing up, and you want to do quick D and D. Some quick D and D. We're gonna pass. <laughs> it's quick D and D. You want to use your pass on a We're, quick D and D? Uh, yeah, yeah, because people don't know how to drive. Oh yeah, we did. We did get quite a bit of snow uh, in a short period of time here, and so what's usually a a five or no, what's usually like a fifteen minute drive becomes a 25, 30 minute drive. Yeah, there were two accidents by uh, the school over here. Yeah, yeah. You know, like just now, like there was one cop was there talking to people, and then I was going across the bottom, the south side intersection. That's another accident on that intersection too. I remember last. Uh, this was two winters ago. I, w- I was at a stoplight 
and I was driving and a there's BMW who just passed me and it was so icy out and passed me kept going and I thought oh, all right that guy's that's a little ballsy to do in this kind of weather passed the person in front of in front of me and then we got to the stoplight and he was two cars ahead of us turns green guy guns it and then of course starts to fishtail of course and then his car flips over and it starts rolling (laughs) and i a couple of us pulled over walked and his car's just on its side and he's crawling out the top to get out the window and just bro this is fucking bullshit like really man yeah you were asking for it in your tiny little coop that's so dumb yeah oh before we go um paul elliott yeah drove down for the grand opening which was very nice of him to do yeah it was but more importantly he delivered on his um on his sponsorship he didn't bring us wine he brought us gin Ooh, us is uh, there well, i'm assuming it's us maybe it's just me and then you're just out of it then you gotta bring Is, that up to him did you get a couple bottles just one just one all right we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, the next time i'm over we, we can we can share yeah. some yeah for now we'll just call it you know like a half delivery yeah all right well paul you, you it still it still stands and and actually we I, I i won't take the sponsorship away because he did make a good point in a, a group chat we have and said though he did not bring us he has not brought us a lot of wine he did come down here he did. to visit, and he did not get any reimbursement from you. I didn't endorse that message. And so so that is fair, <laughs> Paul. That will get you a couple more episodes of, of mentions. Um, and so, yeah. you. If anyone looks on our Instagram at the group picture of everyone who came on that opening, to, to that opening, that's a lot of money, Croyler. has got to dish out for reimbursement. I'm gas not money, reimbursing airplanes. anyone. <laughs> so just email, email the podcast. We'll, we'll get it all sorted out. No, you won't. <laughs> all right, everyone. Check out Paul Elliott and Simple BJJ. And his school is in... in Watertown. Watertown. Yes, Paul Elliott. Check him out. And then also, if you want to, check out the Grappling Dads. I wouldn't. Yeah, you don't have to. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.